Hello and welcome to Shalata's YouTube channel, guys. I'm kidding. This is Border Player only. <laughs> We have uh, with us on the show a guest, Joel Souza. Please say hi. Uh, hello, Mikhail. Yes, no Siddharth Reja today. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, Joel and Reja have beef of some sort. Yes, uh, the beef is that Siddharth, the Reja, I mean, he just refuses to educate himself. <laughs> Which is true. If you've known Reja long enough, you'll know. I've known Reja for seven years now. He always has a question. Yeah, what can I mean? Not, not even, a, not even a very complicated question. Yeah, I know. I, any conversation you have with Dudeja, if it's for ten minutes, you realize it's actually just three minutes. If you have a conversation with Dudeja, you realize that you're actually very smart. <laughs> like you know a lot about the world. Just words. Just words, also. Yeah, yeah. yeah. About any topic, you'll just know too much. Yeah, it's great. That's why I'd like talking to Dudeja about anything. <laughs> No, mm-hmm. but uh, let's get to the week in sports. Without Dureja, we'll have to miss Dureja on this one. Uh, we trade uh, sports actually because Dureja is big on cricket and big on not many other sports. But uh, Joel is least big on cricket and big on other sports. No, it's not that I'm not big on cricket. It's just that I've, if I watch cricket, I'm able to enjoy it as much as other sports probably. Huh? But the fact is, dude, like it's like eight hours, dude. Not the T20s. Not the T20s, but T20 still is four hours. Yeah, which, which is a very long period of time. It is very four long. Four hours is like watching two movies or four episodes of a Netflix show. That's true, but like this presupposes that you're supposed to watch the entire match, which no almost nobody does. Yeah, but that's something I'm not a big fan of. If I want to watch something, I'm gonna watch the entirety of it. I don't like watching the second innings or phases of it. I don't know why. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I want to know everything about it. I want to. I like whenever I watch football, especially. Huh? I like the pre-match thing and also like the post-match coverage and all. So I then you why. end up watching for three hours only, no? Three one hours only. One and a half hours on the pitch. Then there's a twenty-minute break in the middle. Then the pre-match will be some forty minutes. Post-match will be forty minutes. You end up watching for three hours. See, only, that's no? a fair argument. Post-match is not forty. It's like usually fifteen, twenty minutes. Okay, so fifteen, so sixty-five and eighty-five. One and a half, one and a half. It's still three hours only. Yeah, but if I have to watch post-match of cricket, then it's what six hours, dude. It's like one whole working day. No, post-match of cricket is also fifteen minutes. Okay, Mikhail, fine. <laughs> and and pre-match of cricket is actually shorter. In fact, in cricket, you get to choose which pre-match you want. So I don't watch the pre-match that Hotstar also, gives. Also, I watch the pre-match that Crickbuzz gives. Also, the thing about cricket is like the pre-match consists of toss and all that, which I find too stupid. Like, just <laughs> <laughs> why is it a ceremony now? Three people will come. Oh, whoever Ravi Shastri will come. Oh, it's up now. Deep out, it's about cricket. No, it's just not like you can just like. But there's a toss in football also. Yeah, but they exchange flags yeah, and they choose which side. Yeah, see how instant it is. There's no pre-toss. Sorry, pre-match toss ceremony. Just tabi ka tabi ho jata hai and it's done. Okay, but that's a very small point to not follow a sport for. I feel I'm not saying I don't follow the sport for that. It's just like it's too long. Otherwise, like I follow the World Cup pretty well, so. I'll follow major sporting events. Oh, acha, okay, okay, fine. Then, then, like you like the sport, you just don't give us uh, a shit about the nitty gritties of the sport. Yes. Yeah. Okay, fine. But you know, I enjoyed this week. This week there were three T20s in New Zealand. India won five nil, by the way, which I know, I'm sure you know. And uh, there were two super overs, both of which New Zealand lost, which yes. is hilarious because now they have not won any super over in six months. In fact, I looked up the T20 record for uh, this New Zealand super over record. They have won only one super over in their life. And, and their of, last win, I don't know about more than ten. And their last win was ten years ago in a super over. So, 
they've not won a super over for 10 years now see but the thing is super if you're reaching a super over that means definitely you have skill on your side yeah but that means you don't have temperament on your side because no, you're no. you're reaching you're reaching the 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 point where you're supposed to reach and you just can't go one further which is then it's a mental game yeah definitely fair because both the super overs that were there this week they reached they reached they tied scores with india or they were very close to score with india very early like they had they had to get like three runs from six balls and all but yeah. they still had ended in a super over it, it, i think sometimes it just uh, just a bad luck a country or a team has no, if it's over it's over no such it's thing over, as bad luck if it's over 10 years you can't even blame leadership i'm sure the leadership has changed over the years that it's temperament that's what i'm saying it's national temperament <laughs> As a country, only the one. You can't say oh the people of New Zealand are like this, so they lose super. No, I, the the thing is, I don't think the people of New Zealand are like this because the New Zealand rugby team is actually a very fierce team. Yeah, that's the but, nature of the sport. Yeah, the, it's the nature of the sport in New Zealand. So, like the people who play cricket in New Zealand will tend to be very genteel. Yeah, I mean, very when, green tea people. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like when Williamson lost the finals, also he went to shake that woman's hand, right? uh-huh. who was dead by the way now. Who are you talking about? After they lost the World Cup, yeah, he, remember he went to shake uh, the hand of an elderly woman, yeah, 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 who's dead by the way. I don't know why you know this. Oh, I, I keep getting updates, sporting oh, updates about <laughs> oh, dead people. Your dead Google, people. your Google tab is Joel is interested in dead people from sports. Yeah, she's not a sports woman. She's a very unhealthy lady. <laughs> okay, okay, fine, fine. Anyway, okay, fine. Ha. So he went to shake this person's hand. Yeah. So the thing is, I don't. I like so bad losers. I don't like gentle losers, dude. I mean, I'm not a big fan. Yeah. Of the that. thing is, it's more entertaining to see a bad loser. Yeah. And then it's also more entertaining to see them win afterwards. Yeah. Like well, I like in football. But if the you thing is, you, sorry. But the thing is, you can't be not every everyone can't be a bad loser. The bad loser derives his value from the good loser. Yeah. If everyone's a bad loser, you'll just be put off by this entire spectacle. Yeah, like you won three bad losers be- for seven good. Bi- Imagine losers. if everyone's a bad loser and there's no handshake ceremony after the after every game. The loser doesn't come to take a second place trophy. Nothing. Is. <laughs> that's just building cricket now. <laughs> yeah, that's building cricket exactly. <laughs> Where the team batting first, if they know they scored less, they just leave. So there has to be there have to be a few good losers. Then the bad losers like, oh, this guy has some spine. Yeah, I think when the Australian cricket team in like the two thousands, uh-huh. okay, they were a, they were I don't know if they were great winners, but they were bad losers. They were bad winners and they were bad losers yeah, also. Yeah, yeah. They <laughs> were just bad people. <laughs> the thing was, it was just weird watching them celebrate like to their peak against teams like Bangladesh, Zimbabwe, and all. Yeah, yeah. Like, dude, imagine they put Sharad Pawar off the off the stage. That was know? hilarious, though. <laughs> no, I didn't think it was no, hilarious. Champions as a kid. Trophy, Trophy, Champions Trophy, two thousand six. I didn't think it was hilarious as a kid, but then today when I look back, and I realized like what a politician in India is supposed to represent, it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I mean back then I was like, dude, they can't insult a politician or someone. But now I'm like, okay. Amit Shah can't push Sharad Pawar, dude, and Ricky Ponting push. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky Ponting, Damian Martin, Damian pa- Martin probably no, he was lost. retired by then. I think. No, Damian Martin was there. Yeah. 2006-7 The final was against West Indies I remember It was oh. rainwashed yeah, It was Bombay no Yeah, yeah. That's where Sharad Pawar got in <laughs> No he was also president of BCCI at the time You think any place in Bombay can refuse entry to Sharad Pawar? No. Like any club or anything? Yeah I know some place Yeah BJP headquarters will refuse it. No actually they also won't refuse entry to Sharad Pawar No dude he's too big You think yeah. Khar Social on the New Year's No No the no, one, no one Anyway this is a sports podcast uh, <laughs> Coming back to the T20 Uh I don't know whether it's because uh, New Zealand has a young team 
or whether it's it's just like they can't win super because they should have won they should have won at least one of the two in fact they should have won both the fact that it went to a super over was a negative on new zealand's part Oh, you have nothing to say to that. No, I haven't been following the cricket series. Hey, what, what, I, I thought you were going to cover. What was the last thing you followed about Indian cricket? Uh, not Indian cricket, just general cricket. Uh-huh. I watched the first two matches of the Ashes this time. Okay, that was long. That was six months ago. Yeah, you don't follow Shoaib Akhtar's YouTube channel. I know you're of a big course, fan. He, he he has some new word. Some uh, feta. No, no feta is pretty old. old. Yeah, there's something new. You keep talking. I'll look for it. <laughs> Okay, okay, you look for it. But uh, five nil uh, New Zealand. Now there are going to be three ODIs, and then the Test series. I I want these ODIs to get over very fast. I'm just looking for the what, best. What does the captain even tell the teammates after they have lost like five Super Rows back to back? Like, how do you restore confidence anymore? In that, there will always be another Super Over. Okay, I found the word. What is the word? The word is ragra. <laughs> what is ragra? Use it in a sentence. Yeah, the, the, I'll just yeah, the video title of show is uh, proper ragra to New Zealand. <laughs> Oh, it's like feta only. Yeah. Oh, I think now he knows his PR team is like brother. That word feta is losing his. You would have, you would have enjoyed. He started. Uh, he almost started a feud with Sehwag. When uh, just now, like a few weeks ago, apparently, uh, apparently he was facing some criticism for like why he talks about India so much on his YouTube channel when he's okay. a Pakistani cricketer, and so uh, Sehwag also said that. Sehwag said that. <laughs> Shoaib Akhtar talks a lot about India because uh, you get a lot of money when you talk about India. Hmm. So Shoaib Akhtar of course took offense to this and then he said Jitne tere sar pe baal nahi hai na utne mere paas maal hai International oh, cricketers are talking like this Yeah I mean but it's nice it's make It was hilarious Yeah but like I think still I think the highlight of Shoaib Akhtar's uh, YouTube channel is when he tried to clear the Ravina Tandon controversy which happened in 2008 <laughs> This I don't know anything about Oh dude he did this when his uh, YouTube channel speaking during the World Cup Ha huh? He just comes across like Shoaib Akhtar clears Ravita, Ravina No, Tandon I know Sonali Bendre Sorry Sonali yeah, Bendre yeah. controversy Yes, yeah. yes And it was hilarious It just came out of the Yeah, blue. it came out of nowhere No, but the peak of his career Like his life in general Whatever I know about Shoaib Akhtar Is that When he released his autobiography He wrote uh, You know that Sachin Halko was scared of me I could smell fear After I bowled to him in the run-up And everyone got damn pissed at that but I think it's pretty obvious. I wouldn't like judge a person if they said that Sachin Tendulkar was scared of them. Sachin Tendulkar might be scared of you, Mikhail. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, dude, Sachin Tendulkar just looks like a guy you can bully. No, I don't think you can bully Sachin Tendulkar. Why? He's Sachin Tendulkar. Dude. Yeah, this dude. But I think, but Shoaib Akhtar, like, I don't think he would care so. Much. I think deep inside, Shoaib Akhtar has no respect for Sachin. I don't know whether he has. No, I'm sure he has some respect. The thing is, Sachin has also had some great knocks against him, man. He's had hundreds in Pakistan. He had that almost hundred in the 2003 World Cup. He had a 70 in 2011 semi-final also. Yeah, but also Shoaib Akhtar is not like a very rational person. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, what else happened in the world of cricket? Uh, mm, yeah, do you want to discuss Hardik Pandya's wedding? Which was a month ago. You want to discuss it, so let's oh, discuss yes. it. Oh uh, yes, my hot take from his wedding uh-huh. is that I feel uh, Hardik Pandya is like he, the, the, his wife is what a Serbian supermodel something. I mean, she's a model. Supermodel is a big stretch. Okay, she's a Serbian. She model. was in a Bacha video, dude. Oh. <laughs> she was in DJ Wale Babu. Okay, his wife is a Serbian model. Uh-huh. Okay, fair. But I still feel like Hardik Pandya is a catch here. 
Like he doesn't realize that he's the catch. Exactly. He behaves like she's the catch. Yeah. He always be like, oh look, look. Like I can see the picture if you see the photo together. You know, Hardik Pandya thinks, "Dekha, dekha kya, dekha kya." He just wants to go to his building and dekh raha hai kya nahi? Tum log, ah, mere ko batting nahi diya tha na, tum log ne. That sounds like very accurate Hardik Pandya thought process actually. Yeah. So I mean, that's what I feel about him. But he does not realize that he's actually a bigger catcher. Yeah, he's clearly the either international cricketer man. Yeah, he might someday be in the Lord's batting board or bowling board. You realize that exactly. But uh, in his head, he's like, "Are you seeing it? No, seeing it? No." Because I know how boys from Bombay think. But he's not from Bombay. But like boys in general tend yeah. to think that way. You don't have to be a boy from Bombay. He's not that. from Bombay. He's from Gujarat. Dude. He's from Baroda. Oh shit! Yeah, I don't know why, but I think the way his Hindi is very Bombay. I don't recall his Hindi because I don't listen to much of what he says. I just remember that interview, which, by the way, I found some small clips on YouTube. I thought the episode was just lost forever, but it's still there. Oh, I watched the entire I, I find, one. On I find Hotstar. it very, I find it very hilarious when he says, "Cause you, I like to see them move. Cause you know, I'm a little from the black side." <laughs> <laughs> but he clearly like evaded saying the n word. I thought he would go for it. I don't think he would go for it. I think he goes for it in private circles, but I don't know. Yeah, dude, the, there's one rapper called Nasty Ninja. Do you know about him? No, no. So he was he's an Indian rapper, dude, uh-huh. and he talks like he's like a black. Like guy. he talks like he's from LA. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. he's from the hood and all, uh-huh. and he says the n word uh-huh. with black rappers around. Yeah, just follow his Instagram. It's just very. I don't know, man. Dude, even I don't know, and he just man, his whole group is very weird. But it's great following on Instagram. <laughs> Nasty ninja. Yeah, and the thing is, he has around forty thousand followers on Instagram, but he gets like two hundred, three hundred likes. Oh, <laughs> dude, I love doing that. I love. I have my own algorithm for Instagram uh, to verify. So, like, if you have ten percent. Of your followers liking pictures regularly. That's a proper. That's a that's an organic yeah. audience. Yeah. Sometimes it even goes up to twenty thirty percent. That's yeah. even more. Roughly twenty percent is the average. Twenty percent is like a success. The bigger your account grows, the, the lesser the percentage. Yeah, is, yes. yeah. But uh, but like if it's like two percent and all that, it's it's some scam. Yeah, like my gym. Uh, your gym is buying followers on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, I'm thinking of getting a membership over there. They have like around fifty thousand Instagram followers, but they have like sixty likes. Yeah, sixty uh, likes is on their is a four hundred follower account. Yes, and the weird thing is the one reason I'm 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 not convinced yet to join the gym yet is just for one reason because they bought all, followers. No, 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 no. I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> the fact is that all the content on their page, right? Is uh-huh. basically they're just clicking, uh, clicking. They're just recording videos of people working out, and they're uh-huh. putting it up. And I don't think the people know. <laughs> also, if they're just recording anybody, are, are they recording with like proper form and like are they working out correctly? No, no, dude. That's a, there's like a housewife who's just pulling one, and I'm like, dude, like at least ask her. She's just very like. This dude, why am I doing this? Oh, it's it's like that means their account is like a Big Boss gym page. <laughs> they don't <laughs> might be, yeah. I think the second uh, Instagram handle they started when all these people like they like Fusion Gym exposed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, that is we'll we'll end the segment here. Uh, the highlights from the week were India won five nil. They won three T20s in a row. Two super victories and a lot of mm. contenders for Water Player of the Week from the Indian team. Rohit Sharma. Jasprit Bumrah had one off game, but like him too, Mohammad Shami, KL okay. Rahul for sure. He captain in the final ODI, 
I don't like that that joke is becoming so common that KL Rahul can do anything. It's kind of old now and stale already. Yeah, and I don't like KL Rahul. Why? I don't know, man. I mean, every he speaks, only he speaks English well, dude. I like him. <laughs> the only thing I've been hearing about him is like, dude, KL Rahul is so so smooth with women. He can get anyone. And I'm like, and I and I just look at his face. I'm I really like, want to know where you get your information from. Oh, like you know about dead people in stadiums. You know about KL Rahul. Okay, I'll tell you. From game who, with women. I'll tell you from whom do I know that? Who? From who do I know that? I know this from Robin Uttappa. I met him at some house party, huh. and he told me that. And then uh, I did something. Yes, and I worked with this. It's a uh, tall claim, huh? It's a it's a tall claim, and I'll give you one more claim. Uh, I work. I did a write. I did two writing projects with the talent agency that manages him. Huh. Okay, and they also said KL Rahul is too good with women. So I just want to see this KL Rahul in his element because Robin Uttappa is a big claim, and huh. if all of his talent agency just says that ये लड़का पटाता है रे, then I just want to see what he does actually. Okay. That's why every time there's a video or he he like वो out हो जाता है ना, I'm very happy. और पटा लड़की लोग को साले The thing is, uh, I I don't know where I read. I read that he uh, he has a big pull in Punjab. <laughs> big pull for what? For a live show? For, no, for no, not for live show. Big pull for like uh, women in Punjab because he plays for Kings Eleven Punjab. So like he has a lot of controversies with like Punjabi actresses and all. Okay, I yeah, I admit that. You admit that as if what you're you're not KL Rahul man. No, I, I mean I buy that. Acha, you buy that. Okay. Anyway, we'll uh, we'll move on <laughs> oh, from fuck, this. Fuck, I'm not KL Rahul. Shit. We'll we'll move on from this. Okay. Highly uninformative segment from the world of sport. Hey, it's a refreshing take. I feel. <laughs> oh sure, you can see it however you please. But we'll come back. We'll discuss. Uh, Tell me which podcast. Huh? Okay, discussed uh, Hardik Pandya's wife the way we did it. I don't think people are fighting for that claim, Joel. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, we'll come back. We'll discuss uh, tennis, uh, football. Uh, as as if you are a regular les- listener, you know that Joel is a big fan of Tottenham, mm. so he has a lot to say about the game with Man City. And uh, we will discuss darts, of course, because there was a final in darts, and I want to talk about darts. Also, anyway. the tennis finale. The tennis. I said tennis first. Okay. Anyway, we'll see you after this break. Boom boom. All right, welcome back to Water Player. Second part. Welcome we're not going to discuss any. We're not going to discuss any footballer's wife <laughs> or their marriage actually, because we are not discussing Hardik Pandya's wife. We're discussing Hardik Pandya. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, moving on uh, to uh, football. Big mm. fan of Tottenham, Joel. Yes, First, sir. Before we discuss the game, actually, mm. since you're a fan of Tottenham, I want to know how Tottenham fans have taken to Mourinho. Uh, the only problem with Mourinho, I feel, like which is a big problem, huh? like. It's very difficult to buy into the fact that he's a modern era coach, right? Why do you say that? Because all his tactics, like in the two thousands, right? He huh? was the boss. Yeah, and he was like hyper modern in the two yeah, thousands. Yeah, yeah. He's right, but now like the modern era is basically what Pep Guardiola's team play. The way yeah. they play football, it's very unorthodox. Yeah. But in a controlled manner, which is very difficult to produce. It's it's almost controlled chaos, almost. Yes, exactly. Right then, there's Klopp who also play who's playing the best football right now. Yeah, all that. But Mourinho, when he plays again, he the way he plays, it's it's a decent. See, the thing is, Tottenham still have a very good team. So the thing is, like, is he gonna play something innovative or is he, because he's blamed to play as a defensive type of a football, which is not very entertaining so, to watch. 
and Tottenham have like an history of playing attacking and aggressive football. The thing is, I don't think every club can have that history, man. How does every club have a history of playing attacking and? No, every club football? doesn't have a. Yeah, but like every club claims this. No, Atletico Madrid doesn't claim that. You yeah, but that's Spain, bro. That's I don't care about that. Yeah, Juventus also doesn't really claim to have an. Uh, this In England, thing. in England, everyone claims to have entertaining and attacking football. Liverpool claims, United claims. United uh, Jose Tottenham also claims Arsenal claims the most actually Yes I think in the English Premier League yes but uh, are there any other teams I think Stoke City they'll say that we play more counter attacking football than uh, Wolverhampton uh-huh. they don't play the most attacking play way of football they No play. whether they play or no is a different thing but everyone claims was what no, I No no I don't think the Wolverhampton also claims that they play very attacking oh. Leicester City have been playing very attacking recently otherwise I mean I mean, I mean not historically yeah yeah but they have had the most impressive season in my opinion this time yeah but it's maybe, kind of maybe sheffield maybe fading. sheffield united uh, comes close i read an article where they said the sheffield sheffield united's manager i don't remember his name huh? uh, should be the manager of the year because he why not because he's gotten the most out of his team with yeah. the talent he's been at his disposal and yeah. he's been playing he's, he's been playing the most innovative football according to me because he's been using this thing called overlapping center backs where okay. the center backs run ahead and someone covers for them behind something 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 uh-huh. i read an explanation video and it's a big fan of tifo football no big fan yeah, of tifo football tell. i can tell this yeah. overlapping center back and all no fan is talking about in the bar yeah <laughs> yes yeah, so i mean so i feel that the thing the most annoying thing about liverpool right now is like everybody knows how they play Every, I mean, I'm telling you, it doesn't take two. But yet, minutes. nobody's taking points off them, man. Yeah, I know. they've had one draw against United, and that's it. Everything but, uh, else was a win. So in Champions League, they lost to Napoli, who I feel like produced a masterclass. Basically, they they played very defensive and they hit them on the counter. Huh. But it was not like an unorganized counter, like how Tottenham have been playing recently. Huh. They've been playing. That was a very hybrid of a counter attacking as well as some passing. You know, you know what's actually like now. If if Liverpool don't care about the claim that uh, that because they are on record, they are on their way to claim that record-breaking yeah. points tally, and yeah. if they draw only one game, that's a lot of points. Yeah, which is which seventy-three is, points. I feel what seventy-three points out of I think twenty-five games, something like that. Yeah, yeah, seventy-three out of seventy-five. They've dropped just two points. Yeah. So at the end of the season, there are thirty-eight games. Fourteen to three is is one twenty for one twelve. So they they can claim hundred and ten points. Yeah. As of now, if they win everything, yeah. Also, like Liverpool have so, been but, very but, lucky throughout. But if they, do, if they don't care about that claim, okay. If they just want to be like invincibles, like they'll draw a few more games, it okay. doesn't matter. They can be very lethal in the Champions League because they can like rest players for Premier League games. And so all. they won't face that been, problem they face in the early part of the season. So that's what the club has been doing already, for which he's been getting some criticism. But uh-huh. I feel that's very unwarranted. The fact that uh, he he's been completely ignoring the FA Cup. Huh. So basically, he doesn't even go for. But the thing is, cup. it was hard for him. Not there were there were games. They were going to Dubai and then coming and playing the very next day or the the, the yeah. day after that. Like he he was stretched quite thin. Yeah, he was play, uh, The fact was, he had to play an FA Cup match and then he had to play a the Club World Cup final against I think some team called Monterrey or something uh-huh. like that. So he was like, "There's no way I can do it." And also, the English Premier League doesn't adjust its schedule if yeah. if a team is playing international tournaments, whereas the other leagues do. In uh, fact, the English Premier League is very bad when it comes to scheduling. Every other league has a Christmas break, but uh, the EPL amps up their games during the Christmas break. Yeah, that's actually. because of the TV money. 
the TV money sure, but like what the result that has is that uh, they don't perform well internationally. They don't perform well at the end of the this thing of the Post season. December, uh, of the uh, end of the season, yeah. like when it comes to like March, April, May, English teams are burnt out. Yeah. Whereas other teams are peaking again at that point. Like uh, when Tottenham was playing Ajax last time, huh. right? In the second leg, Tottenham played I think the second leg. Within three days or two days, within seventy-two hours of playing the previous game, yeah. whereas for Ajax, the area division kind of like they stall the few games and they like reschedule it. So yeah. Ajax had an entire week to prepare. Yeah, see all this counts, and then people ask why English teams are not successful in the yeah. Champions League. <laughs> but yeah. anyway, coming to the week, Tottenham versus Man City, uh, two goals, one red card for uh, Man City. Mm. Uh, what was your take on it as a fan? Uh, for me, I feel Tottenham are playing the worst football in the last four years. Uh, they have been playing, and uh, I mean because the team is going an over, like a complete overhaul right now. I feel, huh. but uh, and I was it's like I didn't think Tottenham would win at all. I think throughout that, uh, but I feel like when uh, Manchester City like got a penalty and Gundogan stepped to score, huh. it was very stu- like it was a very coward movement by City. I feel. Because Aguero yeah. had his last penalty saved by Loris at the same stadium. Oh, one year ago. Yeah, during the Champions League. Huh. Okay. And I think he had, he's had two penalties saved by Loris. Huh. So now when he's facing him again, when he hands the ball to another teammate, huh. you're very sure like he's going to be Yeah, yeah. Right? So this clearly gives the goalkeeper an edge that the main striker is not taking the penalty, but some deep like midfielder is taking. And that deep lying midfielder actually took the penalty like a deep lying midfielder, and like it was a yeah, very it wasn't a very bad. impressive penalty. Yeah, and then Loris saved it. Yeah, and and Manchester City at this moment know that what point in the game was the penalty? Like what minute? I think around the forty-first minute. Okay, so no goal had been scored until no. then. Huh. So this season, Manchester City know that it's nothing's going towards their. F- like they don't have luck on the side this season. Yeah, also okay. like they they have to give up on the Premier League now. They yeah, have to I mean, concentrate gone, yeah. on the Champions League. Right? So that's gone. And like in this game there's also, a 22 point lead Liverpool have, yeah. right? 22 points. Can you imagine? That's a lot, dude. Some so, teams don't have 22 points as of now, no? So the thing is, I read a stat which says Chelsea are fourth and the difference between them and relegation is 23 points. Oh god. So that's the domination Liverpool have been having. So yeah, coming back to that city thing. So the moment they like they didn't the penalty didn't go in. Huh. Something happened in the whole stadium. The stadium exploded. Huh. Okay, because that was the only like redeeming moment Tottenham had in the whole game up till then. Huh. Right. And at that moment, I knew. For yeah, because I looked up. I looked up stats and uh, City was dominating possession. Yeah, City had sixty nine percent possession that game. Yeah, and by the end of the game, Tottenham had only three shots on goal. Yeah, whereas like City had in the double digits. Yes. So after they saved the penalty, I knew for a fact the City were not winning the game. Somehow I just felt that they okay, like you know the sinking movement that you have, like sulking feeling you have in your yeah, stomach. Yeah, yeah. After something, and you could see ki the whole of the City team felt something. Ki, okay, dude, today's just not our day. I feel like City just wants to resign from the rest of the season. Yes, I think they want to do that. Because it, it, it's very embarrassing to be the team that has that's worth a billion dollars, has the best manager in the world, but underperforms in the Champions League, is getting thrashed in the Premier League. That's Pep Guardiola's fault in entirety of it. Why do you say so? Because last season when Vincent Company, okay, he yeah. he retired. Yeah, because he wasn't offered a contract extension. 
I think also because he's old or something like no, that. No, he had an I think he was not old enough to not be offered another 2 years or something like that. I'm not sure. I also I, it didn't seem like there was someone being groomed to replace company because <laughs> company was a big presence on the field. Yeah, and that's exactly what's happened, right? Because when Laporte got injured in the beginning of the season, huh. right? Then they had no one to like fill in. Otamendi is like a landslide. And okay. all those. so basically they they didn't buy anyone to fill in for company. They thought in John Stones, Laporte, Otamendi, they had enough people, and maybe yeah, also probably yeah. Considering the amount of possession, City have some in every freak game, injuries also. Freak injuries, uh, which like one? injuries at the start of the season are, are not to be expected. Yeah, and also the fact is Manchester City has such high level of possession every game. Yeah, like if you have seventy percent possession of every game, that means from ninety minutes you you have like around. 70 minutes 65 65 minutes so you yeah. just you just don't have the ball for 25 minutes of the game yeah 25 minutes yeah so that's just very little defending to do so city must have thought yeah we probably don't need a defender and that's yeah they, i can see how that happened but yeah. uh, and then they went they spent like i think 30 million on a right back then they bought how cancelo oh and you could have just bought a center back yeah they that's what i'm saying they didn't replace company properly uh, but uh, The biggest takeaway from the game was the the clip of Mourinho you showed me <laughs> reacting after the penalty. Uh, Mourinho is a complete like if you just put a GoPro on him, you can cut out like five minutes of footage every day, and that's a that's as good as Shoaib Akhtar's YouTube channel. No, no, I don't think GoPro or Mourinho. GoPro or Mourinho is worthless. No, I mean GoPro shooting Mourinho. Acha, ha, yeah. okay. I thought uh, Mourinho's no. POV or trying to show. I'm like no, that. No, that no. is quite worthless. He's the entertainment, not yeah, his he, view. What a great and also his like press conferences are hilarious. His press conference. The thing is, I have for the first time, like I hated him when he was at Chelsea because like I was a child and Chelsea was United's biggest rival. So you hate Chelsea with like yeah. burning passion. Okay, then he went to Madrid. I didn't care about him at yeah. Madrid. He went to Milan. I didn't care about him at Milan. Hmm. He went back to Madrid. Oh, no, he went to Milan first and then Madrid. Whatever he went okay. out of the Premier League and I didn't care. Okay. Then he came back to Chelsea. And I was like, again, I don't like this guy. I don't care hmm. about him. Then he came to United, which was very weird for me. Yeah, because I'm like, I've hated this guy my entire life. How am I supposed to follow his lead now? So, I was just like. Maintain like this emotional distance, and so like I could never enjoy Mourinho. But now because he's at Tottenham, I don't care that he's at Tottenham. Now he now he seems entertaining to me. Now I see the entertaining side of him. Also, Mourinho is clearly trying to do some PR game where he's trying to win yeah, yeah. the supporters. Yeah, yeah, he's trying to shed his uh, grumpy image. Yeah, but it's very clear that he's yeah, still has it's very that. obvious. Like he'll be very angry, and then I think someone pats him on the shoulder, and he just starts smiling. I'm like, <laughs> 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 but yeah, he's pretty. But I think at the Like how do but Tottenham, Tottenham needed these three points because they are in that race for Now fourth place. Now they are place. again back in the contention. Yeah, they are in that race for fourth place, right? Uh, with Chelsea, Sheffield yeah. United, Tottenham, Wolverhampton, Wolverhampton Wolver- also, United also. I said, I said Sheffield okay. and United. I didn't mean Sheffield United. I meant Sheffield and Man United. Mm-hmm. Uh, but which is a, it's a long race for fourth place. It's a long. I think it will go down to the last day. It should be. Yeah, a, it will go down to the. There are too many teams for it to not go down to the last day. I mean, I'm just see, the thing is um, the the one big advantage teams like Sheffield and I think Wolverhampton must be playing Europa. Huh. Sheffield and all these teams have is the fact that they are not playing any European. international tournament. Huh. So they are playing one game every week, which is great. Which yeah. is also the reason I feel Leicester won the 2015-16 championship 
Because yeah, they had they nothing were, else yeah. to play. And Tottenham, which they was chasing that, se- uh, that season. That season. They had like, they were playing games every three days. So yeah. I mean. Yeah. Interesting. There. Uh, coming to tennis, great final in tennis. Uh, Who did you want to win though? Thiem. I I wanted Djokovic to win actually, but I would have been very happy if if team won. The thing is, I don't want this sudden transfer of power. I don't want the new gen winning one and then winning everything after that. In the you, sense, in the sense, like you you sometimes you see a change of guard, right? And the change of guard can be very abrupt. Okay. Uh, so you think Team is gonna be the next big thing? He will be the next big thing. That is without doubt. <laughs> I feel him or uh, Zverev. Uh, and Medvedev will will dominate tennis in the years to come. What about the arrogant guy? But the thing is, until Kyrgios gets himself under control, mm. he will not dominate. Like he might have a very tough time winning his first slam. But if he wins one slam, he'll win like four more after that. Then his arrogance will like become his strength. Kind no, of it, then his arrogance will also taper because the the thing with with all arrogant people is that once they get some glory. They are, they are more calm then <laughs> Everyone calms down Every arrogant person calms down Once they get some glory and recognition okay, That's just bitterness they, then It is, it is Arrogance yeah. is essentially bitterness It's that I deserve what you have So much more than you do But I don't get it And so I at least then have my arrogance Okay It is always that So uh, If he if he wins a slam He You should He won a A, a, a tournament in the run up to the US Open Cincinnati oh. I think he won last year oh. Dude, you should have seen him at the at the handing over ceremony at the press conference. He was like Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation representative. <laughs> he was signing balls for children. He was like a sweetest guy in the world. Yeah, because he finally was like, dude, I have nothing to be. Because he's the center of attention, yeah. right? Now he doesn't have to demand attention anymore. Now he doesn't have to be like. Now no one's asking him questions like your next match is against Nadal. You think you'll win? <laughs> no one's doing that to him anymore. So he was very happy. He was very nice. Yeah, fair. He had a match against Nadal also, which we were commentating, not commentating, we were watching it live on air for the podcast, which he lost, which was kind of annoying because he took it close. After we ended the recording, uh, he was, I think, one serve down in the fi- in the deciding set, in the fourth set, that is. He was le- trailing 2-1 at that point. And then he broke serve and came level on serve. But then he lost the tiebreaker, I think. So, uh, that was sad. And, uh, no, but coming back to the final... Dominic, uh, did you watch? He beat Nadal in the quarter quarterfinals. Final, yeah. So, did, were you following his tournament since before the final? Or no, I the, just watched the final. Just watched the, he had an interesting run because if you knock out world number one, hmm. you automatically like all eyes are on you, yeah. right? And then he dominated his semi final also. Hmm. So, uh, I don't know. I, I was I was fancying him, but it was always going to be the problem that he eventually had in the final, which was that. He had no experience at such a big stage and his opponent just had all the experience in the world. Also, his opponent at this moment won't read a final like a final, which I feel is a big yes, plus. Yes, that's what I'm saying, right? He's he, <coughs> The final is not an intimidating event to yeah. Djokovic. Like, I wonder what the night before for both the players would have been. For Djokovic, Djokovic would have been a regular Grand Slam night. But uh, TM would have been a bhai kal jitne ka apne yeah, yeah. kal jitne ka hai. Yeah. One tear from his eyes. Probably a flashback to the... F- I don't know, to yeah. the first tournament you won as an 8 year old. Or probably uh, looking forward to what will Monday with the cup. I will party with And I think, when Djokovic doesn't think all that, you know he's going to win. Yeah, no, and the thing is also that you could see it clearly, right? The first set, uh, Djokovic got off the block immediately. Whereas TM yeah. took time to settle in. And once he settled in, he in fact took a lead. He took a 2-1 lead in sets, right? He, he, the two sets that he won, yeah. he was more convincing than Djokovic won in his other sets. Yeah, because the thing is, uh, while there is an advantage to Djokovic 
before the game, <coughs> yeah. which is natural if you're a 16-time oh. winner and the other guy has not won a single slam. Oh. What that tends to do is that if the if the newbie then puts up a fight, oh. then suddenly it's it's uh, it's very disconcerting, right? Then you're like, "Arey, ye kya ho gaya?" So that's why he took that break. He went back. Yeah. But once he took that break and came back, he he was on song, dude. He he looked like uh, the Djokovic of of the Wimbledon final, where he was like, "Chal no, tu khel mere saath, mere ko thakaega, aur end mein main jeet jayega." He had no like he had no show of nerves, nothing. He broke early in the fifth set. But you could see like uh, when Djokovic was losing. I think Djokovic when he was losing the second and the third set, huh? you could see Djokovic somewhere like that doubt entered. Him. Yeah, doubt doubt entered. I him. feel he would have lost the uh, final if, if he if, was not allowed to go back into the health room wherever he went. That that is possible. But the thing is, that was not out. That was not a. Uh, it, it was a tactical break. You could say that. Yeah. But that he's allowed that tactical break, so you can't begrudge him that. No, I'm not begrudging him. I'm no, you can't say like. If he was not allowed, because he is allowed, so like you're, that is part of the game. That's like a rule. You're allowed that break. So is uh, Dominic Thiem. So, yeah, but uh, but the fact was uh, when when you said like uh, when Novak Djokovic is just, he just got off to the start when he won three nil first up. Yeah, he he raced. I think uh, from him it comes to so obvious that he's just gonna win. The fact that I think Thiem when he lost the first three, this thing he never like his fight back came after the I think the fourth of the fifth set, when I think he did win a fourth of the fifth game. He did yeah uh-huh. fourth of the fifth game, <clears throat> and I think Thiem did win a serve against him, but then he lost the game po- uh, sorry the set point on like a double fault, where you are like hmm yeah so that hai? that's nerves right uh, you. Uh, I don't know if he had a repeat of losing a game on 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 double. This is the fault. fourth final he lost right. Team? I don't know. I don't know. But like, no. I think he was the French Open final. I think he was in the French Open final. He's he's a he's very good on clay. With him, yeah. He's, he's. Do you think he's uh, somewhere on Nadal? He he could be the next Nadal because no one else from his generation has displayed the prowess on clay that he has. Okay. So like, you don't necessarily have to be as good as Nadal. You have to just be the best in your best at the time. Yeah, what do you think about Djokovic giving up on the third set so he could make a comeback on the fourth? That's what I'm saying. That that is why his experience shows, right? Like, because he knows that why should I expend my energy in fighting a set which is lost, which is which is not lost because the set is still yeah. on, right? But like, why should I expend my energy? I'd rather take a break, come back, and just go for it from there. Which he did. Then after that, he was like a steam engine. Yeah. In fact, this this thought can occur to to theme also. But then, if you're new at it and you this tactic has not worked for you ever, you've not tried mm. it before, th- that can lead to a lot of nerves also. Has Djokovic done similar things in the back? Djokovic is very cool and calm-headed in in, in big match situations, dude. Dude, but yesterday you could see him losing like, his shit a lot of bro, times. Bro, he he won Wimbledon by winning three sets on on uh, on tie break. Can you mm. imagine how cool you have to be? And this both the sets that he lost didn't go to tie break. So okay. he won all tie breaks in the Wimbledon final. Oh, that's damn big. Yeah, so like he, you can imagine how cool his head is, right? He's not getting the big when one hour of play comes down to one serve and one point and all that. He's just he's very calm. Yeah, that's how that's like Magnus Carlsen also. Huh. He, I'm, I mean, it's very weird comparing chess to tennis here. But he also like if you read articles about it, he's also known to like tire the opponent out. Yeah, in fact. There was this the, the, so a few months ago. This huge article broke out, right? That 
chess players have a chess diet and they oh, have yes, chess exercise and all that so magnus carlsen perfect because the thing is you think chess is not physically taxing but the thing is there are a lot of nervous ticks there is a lot of yeah. first of all your brain uses a lot more energy than you think it does yeah so like there's a there's a dietary requirement and the biggest thing is because you're not physically doing anything that is very taxing because yeah. you then get into bad posture the bad posture uses more energy you get tired when you get tired your your thinking gets uh, cluttered so he took some time in the early part of the last decade and he perfected like his posture just his sitting technique imagine that you just perfect a sitting and he would take the game deep and by the end of the the towards the end of the game the other guy would just get tired out his moves would not make as much sense anymore and at that time magnus carlsen is fresh so he's just playing and he wraps up the game at that point yeah because i'm sure he has better sitting posture than vishy anand yeah you could say so even even vishy anand does a lot of cardio Yeah, he was mentioned in the article. He does like a lot of cardio. You have to right because you have to be really because the games will go to like four hours, five. Yeah, hours the games are not short in chess yeah. at all. And then you can't be like you lose just one lapse of concentration and it really slides down. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, uh, let's talk about the 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 women's final. Sophia Kenin won the women's final. Which okay fine you if you didn't watch it it's okay I'll talk about it you have to talk about it yes what what do you think was so, it as contesting as the uh, no the thing is I had not heard of Sofia Kenin before this okay. uh, American tennis uh, attention is hogged <laughs> by Serena Williams and Coco Goff okay uh but uh Sofia Sofia Kenin I think I I read an article later and the the theme of the article was that all through her life her 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 game plan in tennis has been uh, that she's a thorn in your side. Like she lose also, mm-hmm. but like when she's losing, no, she'll not back down. She she she'll always fight back. So like your your victory will always be hard earned against her. But she's not a walkover by any chance. She's not a walkover by any chance. So like even though she's not broken into the big game until now, mm-hmm. she she just carries a reputation with her. So Muruguza, I think, has won. Uh, uh, a slam or has been in the final she has been a part of the spotlight of women's tennis but uh, this one has not and it was quite a sofia kenin's also her her this i didn't know about sharapova but her her idol is sharapova and apparently sharapova also personifies that that she doesn't back down but i didn't know this about her because sharapova in my view had like a very short run at the top really but i think if i mean she won a few slams for sure but like she's still playing but like she dropped out of the limelight A decade ago, I would say. No, not decade ago. Probably. No, no, I don't mean like she's articles are not written about her, but she's not a contender. A contender at at like. You think slams. she won't go down as a legend? She'll go down as a legend. Yeah, I don't think she'll not go down as a legend. I'm just saying that the legendary part of her career is is behind her. Fair. Is she still playing though? Yeah, she's still playing. In fact, she 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 served a doping ban or something in the middle. <laughs> I don't know why everyone from Russia is is caught in a doping ban. It just comes so naturally to them. There's a big racket going on there, anyways. You know, Russia is banned from the Olympics, no? Yeah. Yeah. Imagine an entire country is being banned. Yeah, because they find so basically they say that government spends like money huh? in on research so they could dope better. Yeah, and this is not a joke. They do so because the scientists over there can like find newer ways to like dope, yeah. so which is not caught on those guidelines of. That that that's a that's a current controversy in in running. No, the the two hour barrier in in marathon has been broken yeah. by Kipchoge, and yeah. uh, but the controversy is that he was wearing a pair of shoes that is so like the the innovation in that shoe is so radical that. 
you can't determine if it's within the rules or not like what was the innovation the innovation is that there's like there's like foam padding sure but uh-huh. within the foam padding of the shoe there is a carbon fiber blade which uh-huh. works which in the- actually if you know any uh-huh. science it can actually work as a spring okay so if 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 you're going to have if you're going to be running on springs <laughs> how is your time supposed to count for anything right but because because this is an innovation essentially yeah. no one has thought of this so no one has made a rule about this yeah it's a patent it's a patent yeah. so how do you then outlaw do you just say like eh nahi yaar mere paas nahi hai to tu kaise pehn sakta i feel anything that see i feel like marathon is such a long sport is such a difficult sport yeah. i feel any amount of innovation <laughs> yeah is that is not should be allowed तू भी ब्लेड रखना तेरा कंपनी ने नहीं सोचा पहला तो तू हार गया Yeah, but the thing is, then it's available only to some athletes, right? That's that's what is unfair right now. Okay, yeah, that's unfair. Then it's available, like uh, it's not available to Adidas athletes because the patent is with Nike. Okay. So what happens in that scenario? What do you think about this? I feel like I feel like the thing is, you'll always face this problem with like oh innovation in sport and where's the line? So you should have. Like tiers of sport, you should have one where people only run with canvas shoes, and like whatever, like whatever the standard rule is that everyone has already agreed upon like pre uh, pre this two hour barrier being broken. Uh, whatever was the thing, have that one, then have one full science science running league. Okay, जहाँ पे तेरे spring है ऐसा पे तू helmet पहनेगा तेरा ऐसा wind break होगा मुँह पे. Okay, then have one doping league. जहाँ पे सब लोग doping करते हैं और ऐसा ऐसा allowed. गाड़ी की तरह भागते हैं लोग. उड Because ultimately, sport is being played to like push human barriers and like for sports is also like live entertainment, right? See the thing about doping, which I find very debatable, is the fact that people do take supplements. Yeah. Like for even in bodybuilding, huh. they're like, "Yo, you can't take X supplements and huh. you can't take Y." Okay. Huh. The thing is, why is X allowed and why is Y not allowed? Because whatever they say, like, "Oh, X poses a certain risk to human life and all that." But the thing is, that, again, it comes down to that that. Why isn't the risk to human life the prerogative of the human? Hey, can you make it simpler? Antriksh is in the room. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like if someone is okay with the downfall of doing a certain whatever it's called, what stimulant, like they find the gain given by that stimulant worth the down risk of that stimulant. Why are you coming and saying नहीं तू नहीं कर सकता? He has made that decision. I don't think they say तू ऐसा नहीं कर सकता. No, they are saying you're outlawed from competition, right? You're taking away his. So they are saying कि अगर तू ये competition में part लेने का है, these are the rules you have set. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. You should not allow an athlete to take any level of protein or anything supplements. You should be like जैसा तू पैदा हुआ है ना तो दाल चावल खाके race कर. Yeah, that will be another view then, right? Yeah. So, Because even I take protein uh, after my workout, which I feel even this should not be allowed there. हाँ, तू chicken खाना, तू powder क्या खाना? Chicken खाना, तू powder क्यों खा रहा? तू cheating क्यों कर रहा? Yeah. तू दाल चावल खा, powder खा, कांदा खा और भाग. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, वो ये ना फिर because every I feel every now and then at least we'll find newer and newer compounds and proteins to take. Yeah, it'll be a never-ending thing. So that's what I'm saying. You you clearly demarcate it. Yeah. So you have they, no they doping, or you have that you could be eating anything. You see, you could be eating that powder. Or you have to hit your hand. We will kill you. Or you could be eating anything. 
the world championship this year so he's world mm. champion right now okay mm. against uh, he won against uh, the current virat kohli of the sport okay like he has aggression also but like he's like he doesn't like he's always on okay he's he's the greatest currently playing by a mile but like, he got he lost in the final to snake bite <laughs> that's his nickname i didn't give it to him uh, so now this is, this is the first tournament after the world championship and uh, snake bite made it to the final along with the previous year's world championship finalist okay my his name is michael smith and snake bite's name is peter right okay and uh, peter right was running away with the match okay he had like uh, he was leading 6-4 he had a he had a break of serve of mm. serve basically mm. break of throw mm. in his favor mm. then the guy came level at like very close to the final set okay. final game and uh, in the final game they were level 10 all and whoever reaches 11 first wins and in that game Peter Wright the world champion had throw okay but the <clears> other <throat> guy got off the blocks like very quickly in that last the game snake okay. bite. no not snake bite the other guy snake bite Bu- is the world champion snake bite okay. is the world champion bully boy the other guy that's okay. his nickname okay bully boy got off to a great start in the in the final game okay and he had like while he was on uh, he had six darts to finish from 98 okay and you need essentially just two darts to finish 98 okay. he had six darts in hand because the other guy was beyond 180 so he couldn't finish <clears throat> mm. he he f- he missed tops for he missed uh, finishing on tops which is 40 mm. in the first attempt at 98 so then he had 40 left okay when he missed that 98 snake bite hit 171 okay and he then left 16 okay And so now pressure is on Bully Boy, but Bully Boy has a one data left. He has to just hit forty and he wins. Okay, is forty an easy shot? Forty is a very common shot because okay. it's on the top of the board. Okay, so like you don't have to balance your left, right, and all that. <coughs> you just throw high and straight. Okay, so it's a it's a favorite to end on for many players. Okay. It's like a shot to the deep third man. I don't know. I don't know cricket field positions at all. I could. I have never been able to. Is it like them. when there's no players on the long and long off, so you take an easy single? Is it like that? You could say it's it's a, it's the most common double hit. Okay, cool. So like, it's it's essentially the easiest. But like, oh. there's pressure now, right? Because he's on forty, and the other guy has just hit a one seventy one. This is very common. Okay. That's like a guy hits like puts a pressure shot. So he missed forty. Okay. Okay, and then Peter Knight came and and wrapped it up on on sixteen, and he won. Was and he was trailing the entire leg. Oh man. It was quite sad, uh, but he was. In fact, the, that's the reputation, right? Like he was the original choker. Okay. And this guy is now becoming a new kind of choker because last year he lost the World Championship final, he lost the Premier League final, and now he's lost this Masters final. And like he had three championship darts and he lost. Okay. So the game was just about who chokes lesser. It it often comes down to that because uh, at the elite level, there's very little to separate 
players uh, skills so it comes down to temperament in every sport that happens actually yes now we have already done 51 minutes <clears throat> let's do the water player of the week and not a player of the week okay. my no- okay first listen to my nominees for water player uh, rohit sharma kl rahul and kane williamson all from cricket who i don't think the darts guys deserved a water player nomination no, but the tennis one tennis oh yeah yeah jokovic surely uh i think i have two okay uh one is jokovic definitely and second is and sofia <coughs> kenin also she also won the women's grand okay. slam ha huh, so yours is jokovic and and uh, one more player nobody would know about it it's called he's called jafet tanganga this is he is a he is a defender for tottenham huh? he's a 20 year old huh? okay. okay if you sell him well i'm open to this idea <clears throat> he's okay. great okay i'll tell you he, he's 20 year old defender okay i'll, I'll give you a brief context huh? about huh? him huh? when pochettino was there last season i mean this season but huh? last season when they were starting out the season huh? in the year 2019 they uh, they would play pre match friend pre season friendlies right yeah and he was a defender huh? he's 20 year old he's from the academy yeah and he was marking cristiano ronaldo in that game okay the whole 90 minutes and he was great everybody thought okay he's the next big defender to come out of tottenham ha huh. but pochettino in the season ha huh. didn't give him a chance okay. he gave him one chance where he did okay but the whole team was ba- like performed really badly so after that then he never really got a chance so marino comes okay 10 12 games jafet tanganga still doesn't get a chance then Tottenham is playing Liverpool at home. Okay. Okay. This was and, recently. Yeah, recently. Yeah. And Liverpool are playing the full strength, right? They yeah. have Firmino, Salah, and Mane. Huh. And Salah and Mane switching sides. Yeah. Continuously, right? Yeah. And Tanganga is facing Salah or Mane. Huh. Both of them. Huh. Alternatively, okay, on his debut Premier League, this thing. Huh. And he he shut them out most of the time, like ninety percent of the time. and he carried on his consistency even yesterday when he played against city okay 20 year old huh? he was on the side of sterling mares de bruyne and walker huh? so if you are 20 year old and within like you are playing the best teams in liverpool and city yeah and then you don't make a mess out of yourself in way that guy even had the confidence to run through the half of the field and get a foul by the 90th minute so i feel i'll tell you what you have made a very spirited case but Djokovic won the Grand Slam, <laughs> but Djokovic didn't win a Grand Slam at twenty against like Nadal. Yeah, but like you're 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 saying he you're making a case for you know what you're making a case for Water Player of the Year. You're you're setting context from like start of the season, then Liverpool and now. No, but yesterday he was a very good player. He got a rating of nine out of ten. I'm very objectively saying that he had a very good game yesterday. I was just giving context. How if a 20-year-old player I, I think Rahul, is defending against De Bruyne? I think, I think De Bruyne Rahul, is speaking right now. I think KL Rahul also uh, outranks this guy because no. K- KL Rahul in the last week has has played very well as an opener. He has played very well as a wicketkeeper, <laughs> and the last game he captained also. But yeah, but is he doing all of this and against like, a peaking New Zealand team? And like you could say, so what they made the final just now. Yeah, but na- they made but the previous final also. And since then, like, if, if you're a peaking team, you can't be losing like the whole whole. Dude, ten games ago, his his place in the side was not confirmed, and and he captained the last game. But from ten games, he but went. Can you see he went, he went, is a, uh, he went like from what? He went from water boy to captain, dude. From in ten months. In like ten games. In ten games, yeah. yeah I'm not uh, this thing. I'm not debating that. I'm sure he had a good game, but I'm saying that New India were pretty. Uh, 
ंगाबलोर्ड ऑलो स्टर्लिंग ओके Zinchenko runs like 80 yards huh. and comes and pushes a Tottenham player. That was his first yellow card. First yellow card. Huh. Second time he makes a tactical foul at the 60th minute where huh. it's not required actually because that position is already covered by a faster player. I think I, th- I think Zinchenko should get it because after he got the red card two goals went in. Yeah, yeah. and within within like three four minutes Tottenham who was just underperforming the whole time huh. they just sparked because they were just. <laughs> Playing against ten uh, city players yeah. and Zinchenko, I mean, both of them are so unrequired. He's just like Abdi Bar in a person. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. So Zinchenko gets the not a player of the week. Okay. Uh, both of you have to come to card to collect collect your prizes from this office. Yeah, from this office. Uh, and we have an announcement to make. This was episode forty nine. Uh, we are going to be taking a break after episode fifty. So uh, next week, Dureja will be back, and uh, that'll be our last episode for a bit. Uh, we need a break. We just want to announce that. And if you like this podcast, don't forget to follow us on all social media at IBM Podcast. And Joel can be found on all social media at Cool Boy Joel. Uh, there's some underscore, no? No, there's no underscore. Oh, Nikal, yeah, okay. On underscore, there's no. Oh no, Instagram, there's no underscore. Uh huh. And on Twitter, there is. I think there's one after Cool Boy underscore Joel. Okay, and Instagram is just Cool Boy Joel. Yes. Sir. Okay, and I am Mikhail Mehra on all platforms. What uh, a corporate! <laughs> yeah, like a conglomerate, like Reliance Industries. Everywhere I'm Mikhail Mehra. Uh, so we'll see you next week. Uh, until then, this is good night and goodbye. We shall see you next week with Dureja, who will come and say, "What a player! What a player!" He'll do some some song. He'll do. Okay, chalo, bye. Bye, bye. See you.